Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. We have Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have DC On Screen. We have Booze and Phasers. A show done by our lovely ladies that drink wine and talk about Star Trek. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defender Reports. And now, for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone, to this episode, the San Diego Comic-Con edition of the Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, Travis Jones, a.k.a. the Blazing Fucking Defender. I am here to defend you for making a poor choice at the comic book shop this week, or last week maybe, or maybe you've never been, and I'm going to get you excited enough to go. But uh, we've got a lot to talk about, a lot of stuff going on. San Diego Comic Con just ended, so there's a ton of shit to talk about. We're not going to talk about all of it, because that would just take too long and you would get sick of me. I know you're screaming at the video right now going, Blazing Defender, we never get sick of you. Yeah, I would get fucking sick of me, trust me. So, uh, But we're going to talk about some of the shit I thought was ultra cool. Try to catch you up in case you haven't heard about some of these things that were going on this past week. Uh, but first, a little housekeeping. I know it fucking sucks, but it got, it's got to be done, guys. All right. Uh, again, I want to welcome you guys to the Defender Report. I am the Razor's Edge show of the GSTU. Now, you're going, what's the GSTU, Blazing Defender? I'm going to tell you. It is the Giant Size Team-Up Network. You guys, if you dig this show even a little bit, there's probably another show on the Giant Size Team-Up Network that you'll really, really love. We've got shows by chicks. Hey, that's always good. Hey, and they're drinking, too. You never know. They might start like a webcam show. I don't know. That would be cool, I think. Uh, they need to do their show on Facebook Live. Booze on Phasers. That's the show name, by the way. Booze on Phasers. You need to start doing a Facebook Live broadcast. I would tune into that shit. I think that would be really hella cool. Uh, we've got Botched. We've got Breaking the Panel. We've got uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've got DC on screen. I'm telling you guys, if you're into this shit and you're watching this show, you're going to love the Giant Size Team Up Network. Please check that out. But I am the goddamn razor's edge of that network. They'll tell you that. Because <laughs> when I co-host on their shows, I always get the talk before the show starts that I got to keep the F-bombs to a minimum. Yeah, kind of sucks. Uh, Mike's got his work cut out on those shows. 
But anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you very much. It always uh, it always it puts light in my heart, which is a very dark place usually. Uh, but I didn't know. I don't know if you knew, but if you didn't, you better ask somebody. I have developed a partnership with Collector's Zone. Big Z on that, if you couldn't tell by the way I enunciated it. Collector's Zone and I have partnered up. We're doing exclusive giveaways for you guys. We are going to give you money back when you purchase something. How do you do that, Blazing Fender? I'm going to tell you. Exclusive coupon codes. For you guys that listen to the Blazing Defender Report, you subscribe to my iTunes channel. Show me you subscribe. Take a screenshot of it. I don't give a shit. You IM me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media outlets. I'm on them fucking all. You let me know you subscribed. I'm going to give you a coupon code. It's going to save you some money. 15%. 15%. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that, but I don't give a shit. We're family. 15%. I don't keep nothing from family. No lies. 15% at Collector's Own. Go to CollectorZone.com. These cats were burning the midnight oil during San Diego Comic-Con when pops were released. Funko Pops were released. The exclusive shit. The expensive shit. They were up all night trying to uh, secure those products. For you guys to own. Now, of course, help some out also. But a lot of companies ain't going to do that. You're not going to find a lot of companies with the, the San Diego stuff that these guys have. Thank you very much for the nice background comment. Thank you very much, uh, Miss, Miss Shannon Hayes-Jones. Uh, it's a very, very pretty name, by the way. Um, so, yeah, Collector Zone. These guys have got it going on. They're a small company. And I'm going to tell you what, you what you get with a small company. Much like Black Rifle, as Black Rifle Coffee, Coffee Company, very small owned. So what happens is, is when you want something, you can actually contact an owner or somebody that has a vested interest in this company. And if you have an issue or if you have a problem or you have a shipping problem or an order loss or whatever, you can talk to those guys and they're going to get it done for you. You're not going to talk to some... Uh, no, no offense to anybody, but you're not going to talk to somebody with a language barrier. You're not going to talk to somebody that didn't know what the hell's going on. You're going to talk to somebody who, if they don't know what's going on, they're going to fucking find out for you. That's what Collector Zone does for you. And they've got a lot of cool shit. Please go to CollectorZone.com. And if, you, if you're cool enough, you might find the Blazing Defender Report banner there. And I think we're working on a Meatheads banner, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to figure that out. But I would love for that to be the home of the Meatheads on Movies. I think that would be a fantastic place for us to set up shop as well. Now, for the for anybody interested in the Collector Zone, go to Collector Zone Cantina on Facebook. It's a, it's a closed group page, and it's nothing but collectors. If you want to see some of the cool stuff some of these people have got from Collector Zone and other places, they all post it there. It's very, very, very cool. So, uh, please check that out. You're going to love that stuff, man. Collector's Own Canteen is very cool. I'm, I'm scrolling through there all the time going, oh my God, that's awesome. Now, what else is awesome is they also do giveaways on the Cantina page. Okay? And it is my pleasure to announce the winner of the X, the X, uh, it wasn't X-Force, it was the X-Men Quicksilver Pop 
Very, very cool pop. Uh, Ed Packard. Ed Packard, come on down. You are the winner of the Quicksilver Funko Pop. Congratulations, Ed. Uh, that's a very cool pop figure, man. Like, I seen it, and I was like, holy shit, man. That, that's really cool. I'm going to tell you about these pops just real quick. I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm going. I'm, give, I'm, I'm giving a lot of time to this, but I got to tell you. When I seen them, I'm like, oh, look at these little cutesy things. Oh, that's, you know, that's 10-year-olds are going to love this shit, right? Okay. Now, like, when I see a dope one, I got to have it. I got to fucking have it. I almost spent $65 on one that was actually in the cantina. I emailed Marcos, or I messaged Marcos on Facebook. I said, hey, man, how much is that that Snoke uh, from uh, Force Awakens? How much is that Snoke pop? And then he told me, and then I had to kind of contemplate it. And I was like, yeah, now fuck that. But it's a very, very cool pop. Another San Diego Comic-Con exclusive that they procured for you guys. So, outstanding. Now, fuck all that. Y'all here for the report. I'm going to give you the report. But I'm also going to tell you that the report gives shit away with the help of Collector Zone also. So, I'm going to be running another giveaway with Collector Zone. And this time, it is for... A San Diego Comic-Con exclusive pop. It's going to be Red She-Hulk. It looks fantastic. There's going to be a picture up on my on my page as soon as I'm done with this. You guys are going to dig this, man. I wish I could get in this one myself because this is a very, very cool pop. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, guys. So thank you, Collector Zone, for providing that. And guys... Get in these entries, okay? Get the entries in. The The last two people that have won, they really put the entries in. I mean, it wasn't even close. So if you want it, there's a very good chance you could have it. So keep an eye out on the Blazing Defender Report Facebook page for when that giveaway goes live, all right? And plus, I'll do it here as well. All right, uh, special code, if anyone try there. Now, if you want something very cool to show your friends and maybe impress the ladies... How about that shit? How about that shit? Oh, oh, look at that guy. Why is his mouth open like that? That doesn't look right. He needs to shut his mouth. Business cards. If you drop me a line, if you send me an IM, uh, an email, again, a tweet, I don't give a shit. Give me your address, where to send them to. I'm going to send you some, uh, and you can drop them in your comic book shop. When you're at the bus stop, you can kind of tuck one in the seat. I don't give a shit what you do with it, but get it out there. I'd really appreciate it. Okay, now, time for the report. Comic news, straight out of San Diego, straight out. Not straight out of Compton, baby. We're talking about San Diego, where everything was happening last week. Mark Wade and Chris Samney will be doing Captain America starting on issue 695. Now, for all you comic geeks watching, you're shitting your pants like I shit mine when I seen it. Like, literally, I shit my pants. Like, I had a really nice pair of shorts on that I like, and I just threw them away. I said, fuck it. I ain't even watching these motherfuckers. Mark Wade, if you've watched the report in the last couple weeks, Mark Wade has just written the ultimate Lady Thor story. It was a single issue. It's one of the highest rated issues I've ever rated on this show. I couldn't give it a perfect 10, but I really, really wanted to, but there was only one thing that kept me from doing that. Fantastic writer. Chris Samney is a excellent, excellent artist. 
Uh, he's done Captain America. I want to say he's done Daredevil. It seems like he's done some Daredevil stuff. Looks fantastic. I'm so excited for this series. And what that tells me is, is this secret empire shit that's been going on that Marvel's been fucking force feeding us for weeks now. And I've got an issue here I'm going to review for you. Uh, I get irritated even thinking about it. That tells me that we're going to get past all this soon, guys. And we're going to get back to old Cap, getting back to basics. Uh, I think they even said that in the interview, actually. They're going to get Captain America back to basics. Thank God. All right. Very good news for us. Now, take this news as you want. I am a tad bit excited because I do like Frank Miller stuff. Frank Miller and John Ray, John Romeda Jr., who I really used to like, and his art has kind of suffered in the last few years, I feel like. I think they're overworking the guy, to be honest. His shit just looks rushed. Uh, but anyway, those two, they're, they're giants in the comic game. Okay, If you don't know who they are, they're giants. They're legends. Getting together to do a Superman year one coming out in November, I believe. Okay, now you're like, what the hell's year one mean? What's that fucking, is that nerd talk? Yeah, it actually is nerd talk. Batman year one was regarded as some of the best stories out of the Batman universe, or out of the DC universe. Uh, it's basically year one. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's Superman, I'm probably thinking before the cape, but maybe his first year with the cape. I don't know. Uh, there's not a lot about it yet, but I'm sure we're going to, we're going to learn more as it gets closer, closer to the time. But, uh, Frank Miller has written one of my favorite stories of all time, which is the dark Knight returns. I know don't start throwing your shit at the screen just yet. Let me finish. God damn it. I hear it all now. All right. Yes. Uh, they did do a movie based on that character. A lot of people didn't like it. I get it. You don't like your Batman like that. I kind of do. That is the comic that actually got me back into reading comic books when I came back home from school. It, a buddy of mine said, man, you got to read this Dark Knight Returns. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll read. I don't give a shit. I'm cool with comic books. You know, I, I'm hip. And I read it, and I was like, oh, my God. I was back in a comic book shop that week. That's how much I love The Dark Knight Returns. And, yes, Marcos, you are absolutely fucking correct. Maybe the smartest thing you've ever said on the report. Daredevil was epic by Frank Miller. Fantastic. There's one issue that Frank Miller did uh, in that Daredevil run where uh, it was with his father, like, battling Jack Murdoch, the, the boxer. It was uh Awesome, awesome story. And then there was another story that Frank Miller did where Bullseye, Daredevil's arch nemesis, was laying comatose in a hospital bed and Daredevil has a loaded gun and they're basically playing Russian roulette with each other. It is, a, I mean, it, it if it had come out this week, it may have gotten a perfect 10. That's how good that fucking story is. So all you fuckers that think Frank Miller has lost a step because Dark Knight 3 sucked. I get it. It did suck. I, I am the first one to tell you the best thing about that whole series was the covers. Frank Miller may have lost a step, but back when, it, like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan can't take off from the fucking free throw line no more. But you can't deny what the motherfucker did back in the day. And if you do, I'll smack you. Because he's the fucking best ever. Hands down. I'm not even going to hear an argument about it. LeBron. 
Curry. Yeah, we're fuck fuck these guys, man. It's Michael or nobody. Anyway, Frank Miller, John Romay Jr., Superman Year One. Check it out. I think it's I think it's going to be worth uh, worth buying. But if not, I'll be the jackass and buy it first, and I'll tell you if it's worth it or not. Okay, DC Rebirth panel at CDC. It, CDCC. If you don't know what a Comic Con is, they have all these panels. And people, writers, artists, they all show up and the crowd basically ask a bunch of questions. Okay, so the DC Rebirth panel, which I kind of thought, damn, Rebirth's been going on for over a year now. What, uh, they got a panel? Well, that's cool, but it's still going on. And Dark, the Dark Knights from Dark Knights Metal, which is probably going to be one of the biggest, most in-depth Batman stories of all time. And that's saying a lot when you're talking about 75 years of a character. Okay? They have released what these Dark Knights, the evil Batman, are going to look like. And basically what it says is, uh, each villain is a twisted version of Batman with another icon from the DC Universe. Now, that could mean Batman with Superman, Batman with Doomsday. There is one of those, by the way. And there might be, they've hinted that there's a Batman Joker type of villain. Now, there's a few other ones, too. And if you want to know, go to Blazing Defender Report on uh, the Facebook page, at, at Facebook at Blazing Defender Report. And that, they've got them all listed right there for you. Very, very cool stuff. I'm so excited. Scott Snyder's one of the best Batman writers of all time. Him and Tom King, I believe. Uh, right up there with Frank Miller. So, yeah, that's going to be really, really cool. And I'm really glad we finally got to see a good look of these characters. Really, really cool stuff. Okay. Uh, movie news. We're going to talk about the Infinity War trailer that leaked. Don't know if you guys seen it. It is on the Meatheads on Movies page. I just looked. It's still there. If you don't know, again, you better ask somebody. Meatheads on Movies is a show I do with another guy called Big Sam. We review the movies. It has a Facebook page now, all of its own. It's got a lot of movie stuff on it. Imagine that, Meatheads on Movies. I actually, uh, Frederick Debo had uh, posted the, the leaked trailer online. I stole it from his page, put it on mine. It is still up. Now, it's shitty. Because somebody's taking it with the phone and they're real close. and But you kind of get what's going on. And I won't tell you everything in the trailer. But what I will say is, is that it's the Guardians. You know, we open with the Guardians. And they're flying around in space. And it kind of looks like they've run into something. And then the next thing you see is Thor's in the spaceship with them. So, it looks like the events of Ragnarok have either thrown Thor in, Thor in space or, or whatever. We're going to talk a lot about Ragnarok here in a minute. But uh, the footage, like I said, it's crappy footage. But you can still get a, an idea of what Infinity War is going to entail. And, I mean, just to see, you know, Rocket and Thor talk. I mean, come on, man. That's just, God, that's just fucking, that's just movie magic is what that is. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about the Ragnarok trailer a lot, but I'm saving that till last. And this I thought was interesting for all you Spawn fans. Spawn is going to get a movie. Now, we don't know when. It looks like it's going to be around 2018. 
But here is the kick in the nuts. It's going to be directed by fucking Todd McFarlane. Now, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm just going to give you a second, and I want you to think about that for a second. Okay? If you don't know who Todd McFarlane is, Todd McFarlane is the creator of Spawn. When uh, all the artists left Marvel and DC and they formed their own comic book company, they called it Image. Spawn was one of its uh, signature series, okay? Spawn, to this day, is a very, very popular character. The Spawn series still continues. Fucking Todd McFarlane. I don't think Todd McFarlane's directed shit. And the motherfucker couldn't write a comic book to save his life. Spawn sucked, guys. It sucked. Looked phenomenal. Looked beautiful. It was a great concept. I give him that. It was a great concept. But the writing and story was just beyond goofy and ignorant and stupid. And I'm trying to think of a lot of other words that I can think of that aren't offensive. But yeah, it sucked. Okay? Now this motherfucker's going to get to direct? When do I get to direct something? I'm going to tell you right now. It may be dumb as shit, but it's going to look phenomenal. And it's going to have... Fucking unicorns and tigers and Vikings and naked chicks and whiskey and cigars and kung fu and spaceships. I mean, I'm going to do it all, but it's going to be cool. I don't know. What the fuck? I mean, I will. I will. I will leave that out there. Hopefully. And hey, I'll be the first to say if he kicks ass in this movie. I will fucking eat it all, dude. I will stick my fucking fist in my mouth and be like, I was fucking wrong. That was a fucking fantastic movie. Well done, Todd McFarlane. Uh, I don't think I have to worry about that, though. So, very upsetting news for Spawn fans, in my opinion. All right. And who the fuck am I, right? All right. Ragnarok. I just even like saying that, man. That's just fucking cool. Ragnarok. I am so excited for this movie, I cannot begin to tell you. Um, I feel like this has a chance to be my movie of the year. And I don't think it's going to be like classic, like Logan. Uh, but I do think it has the ability to be better than guardians, better than Spider-Man. And I thought Spider-Man was absolutely terrific. So I'm very, very excited for this movie. Now, you, if you, I know you've seen the trailer. If you haven't go to me, hits on movies on Facebook. It's on there. Okay. Watch the trailer. I'm going to point out some things in the trailer that you might have missed that I think is, oh my God, this is fantastic. We may never see nothing about it again, but it's still in there, which means it can still always one day happen. All right. First off, from the panel, we found out a little more about the story. The Hulk has not turned into Bruce Banner for two years. Hulk is digging being a gladiator. On Scar. So that is very interesting. Like, holy shit. So this movie takes place two years after Age of Ultron, right? That's the way I fucking take it. Unless time's different there. I don't know if it is or not. I doubt it. But now, even as I say this, we do see in the trailer Mark Ruffalo or Bruce Banner. So he does revert back at some point in the movie. And it seems like he doesn't know what happened because he asked Thor, like, who won our fight? 
And Thor's like, uh, I did handily. Well, that didn't sound right. Well, I did, you know. So, and it looks to be there's going to be a lot of humor in this movie. Uh, the director, Taishi or Taiki, whatever the hell his name is, he comes from a comedic background. So, there's going to be probably more humor in this movie than, than in, in, in the previous Thor movies. I'm fine with because it looks like there's still going to be a lot of hard-hitting action. And sometimes you need that humor to break shit up. So, I'm very cool with that. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's character is the Grandmaster. He's kind of the guy that's orchestrating these fights on the, the planet of Scar. Now, what we do, what we did realize, or he confirmed in the panel at CD, CDC, God damn it, SDCC, uh, he is the brother of the Collector from Guardians. So, these two cats are brothers. They're elders of the universe. Now, th- like these, these beings were basically created around the time of the Big Bang. So, that's pretty fucking cool. Now, this is my thing, though. These guys in the comic books were hella powerful. Like, crazy, off the chart, like Galactus-type level powerful beings. When Infinity Stone blew up in Guardians, the first Guardians, and, you know, uh, Benicio Del Toro's character, the Collector, is kind of like, you know, his ass is kind of kicked. You know, I just, I don't know. I didn't feel like that was, that was a, a, you know, I didn't think that was uh, accurate or not. And I didn't know he was an elder of the universe at this time. I just thought he was a cool character. Okay. Uh, now, this is something that I want to talk about when we're talking about the Grandmaster. In the, one of the first shots of the Ragnarok trailer, okay, one of the very first shots, you see the Grandmaster Tower, okay? You with me? See the Grandmaster Tower. In that, if you freeze frame it, you see four people, faces, like in gold on the tower, like it's fucking huge, like a Mount Rushmore type image. One of them is Beta Ray Bill. Who's the fuck's Beta Ray Bill? I heard somebody say it. I got this sophomore on my phone, man. I can hear y'all. And like the dude that had his pants off on episode 43, they're still off, man. That shit's freaking me out, dog. You need to put that shit back on. All right. You're getting a little, you get, I, I get excited. Your shit's way too excited. You need to tone that shit down or cut back on your milligram or something. Beta Ray Bill. He is from Thor fame. He was an alien Corbinite. I believe was the alien race. He basically kicks Thor's ass and picks up the fucking hammer. What? Yes. Beta Ray Bill is a bad motherfucker, dude. Love Beta Ray Bill. He's like one of my second favorite second tier characters of all time. I say second tier is because he's never had his own series or anything like that. But when he's in a series, I've, I'm always like, oh, Beta Ray Bill, I fucking love this guy. So Beta Ray Bill, his face on there who else's face you ask how about man thing yup man thing's face is in is in gold it's like in the front all right then you have aries everybody knows aries is not wonder woman aries don't confuse the fucking two please we're in the marvel universe here guys aries the god of war his face is on the tower. 
And then a very, very obscure character that I even had to go and research a little bit, by beast He's got like these two heads, like a face and then a head on top of a head. Okay? by beast He is a android that has fought the Hulk in the Hulk comic books. So, yeah. And Frederick Debo just posted a link to Beta Ray Bill. So, if you're not familiar with Beta Ray Bill, he's posted a link in the chat. Thank you, Frederick. Thank you very much. He is my pseudo uh, video producer, director. So, thank you for that. Uh, for the iTunes guys, man, you're missing out on the live show, man. There's a lot of cool shit going on in the chat. Anyway. So, we never see these characters before. They're there. They're in the Marvel Universe. They're there. We may never fucking see them. But the, now they've planned the seed. You don't know where they might show up. We might even fucking see them in Ragnarok. Holy shit. I'm going to have to take a pair of change pants. Because I will lose my shit. If I really see any of those guys. So, very, very cool stuff. Uh, if you didn't see it, now you know. Uh, something else I thought was very cool. We get to see Cog for the first time. Not not the first time. Maybe the first time. I don't know. In Thor 2, in the very beginning, when Thor, when the big rock guy shows up and he's got the fucking club and he's like, that sounded, I, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, I basically just did it for you. Like, that sounds exactly like uh, that. This this guy did. They're like rock monsters. Think about the thing from Fantastic Four, but like more bouldery. Huge. And then Thor fucking swings Mjolnir and cracks him and he goes into a million pieces. Now, that cat is from the comic books, Planet Hulk, which is Scar and Gladiator Hulk and all this shit comes from. He is in the Ragnarok trailer and he's got like this wand. I don't know if it's like a gun, a blaster. I don't know what the fuck it is. But it looks a lot like Cog from Planet Hulk, which ends up befriending Hulk and becoming one of his war, war bond. War bond? I think that's how they said it. Like, they're bonded for life because they've warred together. So, very, very cool. I thought that was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's Cog. So, that was cool. Um, let's see here. Oh, and we get to see the, fa- the, the, fa- the fairness wolf. Not fairness, like... Gay pride fairness. Uh, furnace. Furnace. I, think, I believe it's a, like it's F-N-R-I-S-S. Furnace wolf. He's actually the offspring of Loki in the comic books, but I don't think that's what. It's the big ass fucking wolf. You know, fucking, I ain't trying to confuse you. It's the big ass fucking wolf. And uh, fucking him and Hulk are going at it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking awesome. And then, uh, yeah, so there's all kinds of cool shit going on in Ragnarok. We've got Loki, Tom Hiddleston, which is a fucking fantastic actor. Loki is still my favorite. We also kind of got a rumor floating around San Diego. Nothing confirmed. So don't crucify me. Again, throw feces at the screen if I'm wrong on this. But Hela, they're kind of changing her a little bit for this movie. She is the ruler of hell. But here, she's kind of saying she's the goddess of death. So, we all know Thanos, in the comic books, does everything to get Death's attention. So, is Hela who Thanos becomes infatuated with? Is that why he's doing all of this? You know, I don't know. Does she get an Infinity Stone to give to Thanos? 
Who the fuck knows? But I thought that was very interesting. Oh, and also a cool tidbit about Hella. Not only did I never think in a million years that Kate Blanchett would be fucking smoking hot, because she is. Dude, I know. And the dude his pants off that's watching the show. Dude, I, I get it. I'm with you on that one. She can create, like, you know, like her headdress has got these horns and stuff coming out of it. She can create those. Like, she can create weapons, like, just at will. Which I have said before when I broke down the very first Ragnarok trailer, I believe the blade that she wields is the ebony blade that they used in God Butcher, uh, the Jason Aaron run on Thor. It's this sword that basically is maybe the most powerful weapon in the entire universe. I, it, it looks like she even has it. So, and that's what Gore could do. He could create minions. He could create weapons out of this sword. And it was black and a lot of similarities. Maybe not, but if I'm right, I'm right. You know, shit. Buy me a beer, right? Okay, guys, that's all. Uh, oh, the Justice League trailer. I almost fucking forgot. I didn't write it in my notes, but I just it just came to me. Got to talk about the Justice League trailer for a little bit, okay? All right, guys, listen up. Stop with the fucking hate. Stop. Just fucking stop. I get it. I don't like Flash's outfit either. And the Bat Oakleys, I fucking hate them. Big Sam says every time he sees Batman in those Oakleys, it ruins his day. He's right. It looks fucking goofy. Alright? I don't like the way Cyborg looks. Um, Even in this trailer, I'm looking at him and... It's not like I look at him and go, ah, what the fuck? I look at him and go, yeah, I don't know if I like that or not. Okay? Doesn't mean that it's not going to uh, uh, trans um, transcend on screen. Like, it's, it, it's, not, it's not like I'm going to watch the movie and be distracted because of how bad this is. And f- as far as the Flash goes, this Ezra kid, I love him. He's the Flash to me. Now, I know people that watch the CW show are going to fucking lose their mind, and now the fucking, I'm, I'm bobbing and weaving on the shit throwing because I like the CW show too, guys, but that Barry Allen is not my Barry Allen. He's too fucking cool. He's too good looking. He's too this. He's too that. Barry Allen's a fucking nerd. Barry Allen is Spider-Man. Peter Parker, I should say. That's who he is. Okay. This that whole scene with him and Bruce Wayne where he's like, uh, why are you sitting in my second favorite chair? Nobody has a second favorite fucking chair unless you're a geek. Okay? He's nerd. That is my Barry Allen. And the the jokes and stuff in the trailer, I thought were spot on. Okay? I don't like the outfit either. But it's not going to stop me from not liking this movie. And Aquaman. Shut the fuck up right now. That dude is a badass. Jason Momoa is going to kill this as Aquaman. And the footage they showed where he's swimming up and the fucking hair and all that. Dude, come on. This movie's going to fucking kick ass. All right? Now, in saying that, I've got, uh, right before we went on air, I found out something. Now I got to fucking find it. Hold on. All right, here we go. This is what I have to tell you about the Justice League movie. Sources have told Vanity 
that reshoots have costed have reported $25 million and had gone on for two months, in part to the scheduling conflicts due by the cast. Okay, Ezra Miller, our Flash, he's working with Fantastic Beast, and they're doing the sequel, and Henry Cavill is shooting for the sixth Mission Impossible film. So, there's schedule problems. $25 million kind of sounds like a lot of reshoots. All movies go through it. Don't freak the fuck out about a movie going to do reshoots. Rogue One did it. Uh, they, they've all done it. Ultron did it. Avengers did it. They all do it. Spider-Man did it. Okay? But $25 million seems a little bit excessive. Okay? Uh, now, I would say that Cavall has a mustache. He's got to have a mustache for Mission Impossible. He's going to have to film with the mustache for the Justice League reshoots. And what they're going to go back, they're going to digitally take the mustache out. I thought that was interesting. But anyway. Uh, but Zach Wheaton, or I'm sorry, Zach Wheaton, that's Josh Wheaton's son. Josh Wheaton has stepped into complete production where Zach Miller moved his project for personal reasons. He may not receive a co-directing credit for his work. While it is unclear exactly what his credit may be, Vanity points out the Rogue One Star Wars story as precedent saw Tony Gilroy come in from the film's reshoots after he received a screenwriting credit for the film. Who gives a fuck? I don't even know why I fucking read that. That was fucking stupid. Uh, There was something else about the reshoots. Yep. Well, I guess that's not it. Maybe it was the $25 million that I thought was uh, a little bit crazy price for reshoots so still keeping my fingers crossed i want the justice league to do well i liked the trailer i thought the trailer was very very cool so uh i'm very excited guys so let me know what you thought on the blazing fender report page uh i've got the trailers of all these movies uh posted on meatheads meatheads on movies go there all right enough of the sanio comic-con shit that was some of the stuff I thought was cool that I thought you might dig. Uh, and as always, we're going to finish up the show with comic reviews. Now, if you watch this show, you know I get pretty jazzed up when I start talking about the comic books. Because I've usually read something that has really fucking lit me up, got me hyped. I didn't have that this week. <laughs> uh, to find a pick of the week was very tough this week. Because there were some bombs. Alright. And we're going to start with this piece of shit. If you know what pot committed means. If you're a poker player you know what pot committed means. I'm pot committed to this fucking series. I've got to buy it every week. Secret Empire. Secret Empire number six. Now you've got Star Lord. This is a variant cover. But you got Star Lord. In a uh, Hydra shirt. Alright. And I'm like what the fuck is this? All right, because as we know, these heroes are, they're, they're outside Earth. There's a dome over the Earth. No one can get in it, blah, blah, blah. All right, there's a lot of pages in this, a lot. And for four fucking 99, there better be. The only saving grace in this series has been Soriano's art. He's not on this issue. Imagine that. Uh, it's, I think it's Lentil Hue. 
and he's too stylized for this type of story. It's just not good. We don't know what's going on with the second Captain America. We don't know why Thor's following Cap. Bruce Banner's a fucking live. Cap manipulates him somehow. This thing is a convoluted fucking mess. I've tried to like this, guys. I like Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer writes a book called The Fix. If you haven't read The Fix yet, you need to go read it now. I don't give a shit. Read it online. I don't care. It's amazing. It's the funniest comic written. And how it's not a movie yet, I have no idea. But it will be. When Nick Spencer does something right, he nails it. This Captain America debacle for the last 14 months has got to come to an end soon. And I believe I believe this is fucking 10 issues. I'm almost positive. I think part of my mind has repressed that knowledge because I don't want to think about it because it makes me like physically ill to think I've got to go through four more fucking issues of this garbage. Oh, my God. Okay, Secret Empire. What do you give it, Blazing Defender? Give me a score. A fucking two. I give you a fucking two. Because there are some cool panels with the Hulk. It's nice to see the Hulk back. It's nice to see the superheroes shit their pants when they see the Hulk's back. Everything looks very, very bleak for our heroes. Very, very bleak. Uh, the Black Widow side story. Yes, a two, Marcos, two. It's awful. It's fucking awful. Um, now, I wouldn't give the series that, but this issue is just so convoluted, so mixed up. Jumping from storyline to storyline, it, it's, it's, it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. All right, enough of that shit. All right. Let's talk about something that was pretty decent this week. Not great, pretty decent. Astonishing X-Men number one. Now, that is Phantomax and Psylocke. It's a variant cover. Okay. I always buy the variant covers because I'm stupid. Uh, they're always more expensive. But uh, this this was actually... I'm not a big X-Men fan. And you can ask anybody. I'm just, I'm just not. I used to be, and I'm not. But this Charles Soule and Jim Hyung, uh, the artist on here, I really like them both. And I thought, I'm going to give this a try. I want to I want to really like an X-Men title and buy it every week. Um, basically, this is the synopsis of this issue. Uh, a psychics, psychic mutants are being attacked and killed all over the world. Okay? Some of them on a lower power level than, like, say, Psylocke or Jean Grey or the Kukos or Quentin Quire. Okay. Psylocke gets attacked. She sends out a mayday. Like she's fucked up. She manifests in like this huge cricket caterpillar. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's a creature. It looks like an insect. And it's destroying this building. So the people that get hit with this mayday are Wolverine, uh, Angel, Gambit. Phantom X, and there's another one I'm forgetting. Rogue and Bishop. Okay, pretty good, pretty good group of X Men there. So they they're all converging on Psylocke to help her out. 
and to find out what the fuck is going on. But they got to do it without hurting her. So they come up with an idea with Bishop, whose ability is to absorb energy, and Rogue, who can transfer powers. Like, she can take people's abilities away by just touching them. So it was a very cool, like, I like those stories where teams have to work together to figure out something instead of just punching somebody in the face. Now, don't get me wrong. Nobody loves a good face-punching story than me. I love it. I love movies like that. It's like violence. It's the Viking in me. I can't help it. But I thought this was very, very cool on how they used each other's abilities, even Wolverine's ability, uh, to help help Psylocke out. Now, the end of this is what makes it very, 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 very cool. Uh, there is an old villain from way back in X-Men history that has come back and he's going to be pretty fucking tough to beat. And not only that, on the very last panel, you get another character from X-Men history from day one, maybe that is back or is he? I don't know yet. He was there, but I can't tell if he's back back or just like, in psychic land back if that makes any fucking sense pretty fucking good issue uh definitely my running for pick of the week i'm gonna give it a seven seven's not bad guys five is average right so anything above a five is above average i feel like it's above average i think it's a very very good starting point for a series if you're looking for an x-men book this may be your jam astonishing x-men number one just came out last week the Mighty Thor 21. That's the cover for all my iTunes listeners. I apologize. Okay. Now, I've already told you Mark Way wrote the best Lady Thor story there was a couple weeks ago. This is Jason Aaron back on Thor. Not that he ever left. But now we have a new Thor. Now, before you go, what the fuck? Another fucking Thor? It's getting stupid. I got you. And I, I'm, I'm almost with you. But I love this new Thor. I love this new Thor more than Lady Thor. I don't want to tell you who it is because it's still kind of new who this guy is. But he's from the Thor mythology. He's a buddy of Thor's. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Very, very cool. He had something happen to him that was traumatic, horrible, tragic. And the Thor's hammer from the Ultimate Universe, don't think too hard about it. It's not that big a deal. But there is another hammer. It calls to him. He picks it up. And it the shit is on. And there is a war going on of the Nine Realms. And you've got Malekith, the Enchantress, Scourge, Ulick, the Troll. You've got all these people wreaking havoc. Over the nine, the Cinder Queen, that's the bitch that's on the hit list first, is the Cinder Queen. Well, this War Thor, that's what we're calling him. I mean, come on. War Thor? How do they not think of this sooner? War Thor, that's fucking awesome. And he is awesome. And not because he has a big red beard, but that does fucking help. He's just a bad motherfucker. 
And it's all about vengeance. It's all about the innocents that have been killed. It's time to fucking pay the piper. It ain't none of this diplomacy. It ain't none of this bullshit. It's you killed these children. Now you die. How many people do I, you got to throw in front of me before I get to you, but bring them and let's get this shit over with. I really like this book. Now, the art, and I'm going to show you Warthor. I'm just going to show you a picture of Warthor. Look at that motherfucker, dog. He's jacked up. Where's the Funko Pop of Warthor? I'm getting that motherfucker first, Funko. Funko, I get the number, I get the first Warthor pop come off the fucking assembly line. I want that motherfucker. Warthor's badass. He's looking for the Cinder Queen. And he's going to take out everybody. And what was interesting was the Enchantress and Ulick run into him first. And they're like, who's this guy? Another Thor? And even Enchantress is like, this is getting a little old. Like, all these Thors run around. She was like, well, he's gone. She shoots his magic. Fucking Thor's hammer rejects her magic. Now, that's something that Mjolnir can't even do. Like, Thor's, Lady Thor's Mjolnir. It can't even do that. So, very, very cool story. There also is some Gene, or I'm sorry, Jane Foster stuff in here. Uh, the Odin son makes an appearance. He's really trying to help Lady Thor out. But she's, you know, Jane Foster has cancer. As long as she has Mjolnir, the cancer can't affect her. But any time that she doesn't have Mjolnir, the cancer just uh, ravages her. Oh, the Odinson tries to get her some help. She don't want it because there's a war to be fought. So that's kind of how it ends. And the Odinson's kind of like, well, fuck, I guess I can't do anything. So War Thor. Very, very cool. We see War Thor unleashed here in the Mighty Thor 21. What do you give it? I initially, when I read it, I gave it an 8. Uh, no, I think I gave it like an 8.5. I loved it that much. The art is just a little bit not off-putting. I would just wish there was another artist on it. It's it's the art is a little distracting. Now that some scenes look very very good, like that picture I just showed you of Warthor, that looked great. But the action scenes are a little bit murky, looked unfinished. So they are the the regular artist comes back. His name escapes me, but the regular artist comes back next issue. So I'm gonna give it an eight. Uh, and very, very close to my pick of the week. All right. The War of Jokes and Riddles interlude, not part three, the interlude. Now, if you've listened to my reviews on the past issues, you know that I'm really digging this story. There's not a lot of Batman in it. It's the War of Jokes and Riddles. It's the war between the Joker and the Riddler. And Tom King has elevated the Riddler to... Fucking damn near Joker status. Like, Riddler's always kind of been mid-tier for Batman villains. Man, this dude is a bad motherfucker now. Bad motherfucker now. So, and he's vicious. And it's basically about them trying to get the upper hand on one another. And Batman's just kind of like at their mercy right now. Well, this issue, Batman is taking more of a front seat now. He's trying to find out what the hell's going on, who's working for who, and how to stop it. 
But this isn't a story about anybody other than, brace yourself for this, Kite Man. What? Oh, I'm sorry. My software kind of acted up. Kite Man. Who the fuck is Kite Man, you ask? Kite Man is a very, very obscure DC villain. Very obscure. This is kind of his origin story. How did somebody like this get into league with Riddler? Now he's in the middle between this Riddler-Joker war. Now Batman's involved. Batman's hanging the motherfucker off of buildings and shit. And then I'm going to show you. Because I've already said who the fuck it was. It's not really a spoiler. Here, I'm going to show you. He shows up to the Joker's door. Kite man, motherfuckers. Kite man's jacked. I ain't gonna lie. Look at him abs. I don't know why he's got a four pack, but... Yep. Joker's like, what the fuck? You're crazier than I am, motherfucker. Uh, excellent, excellent story. Now, I will say this about Tom King's writing. It can be a little convoluted. It's usually... I call it... You remember how, you know, my boy Bruce Lee... My boy Bruce Lee says... The art of fighting without fighting. Sounded pretty good. Didn't it? I've been working on that. The art of fighting without fighting. Tom King's writing style is kind of like the the art of writing without writing. Does that make any sense? Probably not. And it probably fucking shouldn't. Thank you, Frederick, for posting the link to Kite Man's bio. <laughs> because, uh, trust me, I had to Google it myself. I'm like, fucking Kite Man? I remember this fucker. Uh, yeah. So, but for Tom King to make an origin story with Kite Man even remotely interesting has got to be pretty good. Solid, solid eight. War of Jokes and Riddles, interlude, Batman 27. Pretty fucking cool. Three more. Hang with me. I'm going to do these really quick. Fuck Fairyland. <laughs> And as you can see on the cover there, that's a dude's balls. And check them balls out. Them balls are electric. Okay? Um, if you haven't read Fuck Fairyland or Forget Fairyland for for the edited people, uh, it's a, a story by Scotty Young. It's about a girl that's been trapped in Fairyland trying to find her way out for over 30-something years. She is the worst of the fucking worst she has this little Jiminy Cricket type character named Larry that's kind of her guide. He's like this caterpillar. He's always got a big cigar and his eyes are always bloodshot. This shit is hilarious. How this is not a cartoon on Adult Swim, I have no idea. It is awesome. The art is just over the top funny. Scotty Young's a fantastic artist. This story is about Gertrude trying to be better to get home, she ends up running into an older guy that wants to marry her. Now, she looks like a child, so which makes it super creepy to begin with. And he's got these balls that are, like, electric. And Gertrude's like, dude, put your balls away. It's so, so hilarious. He tells her, hey, I'll give you these magic balls. And they're just, like, like balls, but, you know, still funny. If you find your way through the maze you don't make it through the maze you have to marry me 
And she's like, oh, my God, you're so fucking gross. But anyway, so she, as she goes through these maze, she meets all these different people who are lost in a maze, too. And they're all like, I can get you out of the maze, but you got to marry me. I mean, there's like 40 dudes that do this to her. And she tells them all no. So it, it's, it's, a, it's I, I know, that's a horrible review, right? And it's, but it's funny and it's, it's so good. Fuck Fairyland is so good. These last three issues of Fuck Fairyland have been fantastic. We are on issue 14. I have them all. If this is something that you think you might like, it's not superheroes. It's very, it's not even Archie. I mean, this shit's fucking funny. And uh, it's ultra violent, mostly when Gertrude's gutting somebody or something. You, I mean, you see guts and everything. I mean, it's. You need to check it out. I think everybody that needs a good laugh can can like fuck Fairyland. Uh, but check it out. The the trade paperbacks uh, out, um, and and I've had a lot of people tell me, "Hey man, good call on fuck Fairyland. I love it. It's one of my favorite series." So that that should say enough. All right, that wasn't very quick. I know. Deadly class, deadly class. All right, deadly class. This is deadly class number twenty nine. Real quick, this is a book from last week, the week before last, because my, my shit was out. Uh, Diamond didn't get it in. So this is a school for high school kids that want to be assassins. Okay? No character in this show, or in, I'm sorry, in this comic is safe. It's like The Walking Dead. Don't get too attached to a new new recruit or a freshman because they probably won't make it past freshman exams. Because to get past freshman exams, the upperclassmen are coming to kill you. Because everybody's trying to be an assassin. Everybody's from a crime family. But it still has all your high school drama. It still has your cliques of kids. And in this issue, this issue was is a little slow. But I will tell you this. There is a scene between a redneck girl like... You could tell her family's like from Pike County, Kentucky or some shit. And uh, she's trained to be an assassin, of course. And then there's a black girl from Africa. And she's like racially, because she's the upperclassman, she's really giving it to this black girl. And they get into this conversation about why whites are better. And oh my God, it is fucking gold. Rick Remender writes this perfectly this black girl puts this redneck in her place it is so good uh it's like you know it's like when you got this bully at school and they finally fucking get it they may not get punched in the nuts but they really get put in their place like it was way better than getting punched in the nuts that's what this issue gave you very, this Delhi class is going to be on my top comics for 2017. No doubt about it. It's one of the books that every week I see it. I'm like, oh, fuck Delhi class. Like when it wasn't in this past couple weeks, I went, hey, where's Delhi class? I'm like, well, fucking Diamond didn't send it. I was ready to fucking riot because Delhi class was supposed to be out and it wasn't. Now they end up getting me a copy, but. I like reading that shit when it comes out because it's that good. Deadly Class 29. Check that shit out. You're going to like it. Uh, what would I give it? Oh, for that scene alone, it's a solid 8.5. For that scene alone. And there's other shit that goes on. One of my favorite characters is like this metalhead 
from uh, not Russia. Uh, shit, where's he from? Sweden. He's from Sweden, and he's like this metalhead. He's got this long hair. Now this is all set in the '80s, so maybe I didn't say that in the beginning, but it's all set in the '80s. So everything's kind of got that, you know, that '80s feel to it. And him and this girl get in this this talk about how metal MTV commercialized metal music and it ain't true no more. But her shit is like, she's a punker, right? She's like punk rock. And he's like, Oh, that shit's coming to your ass too. And they have a great banner back and forth about why one music is better than the other and how another one is going to be corrupted by mainstream society. Very, very good shit. Rick Remender is fan fucking tastic in everything he does. So daily class 29, check it out. All right, last book, Lazarus. Now, this is this is an ongoing series, but this is a spinoff. This is one of six. This is Lazarus X 66. And what this is, this is basically a story about, all right, real quick. The world of Lazarus, I'm sorry, yes. The world is not ran by governments anymore. It's ran by like six families. Kind of, kind of way it is now, right? Where no one talks about it, but no, really, this world is ran by six families. They have been at war for two years now because family wanted more. Basically, every family has a Lazarus. A Lazarus is basically a Captain America. It's a super soldier. They heal. They're super fast. They're super strong. They're they're. They're experts in every form of warfare, martial arts, weapon, bad motherfuckers. So you've got these Lazarus leading these armies. Well, you have a class system. If you're not in a family, then you're basically what they call waste. If, if you're not a, a servant of the family, then you're waste. Well, this, this is a story about one of the chicks that were in the waste class that elevates herself she actually saved the Lazarus of the Carlisle family this Lazarus who is actually the star of the Lazarus series uh, her name's forever Carlisle she raises this girl up and now she's put her in a selection process to be a dagger a dagger is basically the special forces of a family of the of the Carlisle family in particular. So to be a dagger is to be SEAL Team fucking six. And it's all about the selection process. It's basically that's what it is. It's Hell Week. It's it's buds uh for for this this universe. So she deals with a lot of shit. She deals with a lot of people not liking her being here. A lot of people think she don't deserve it. And then she's constantly proving herself. Very, very cool issue. Uh, not not your typical Lazarus issue, but it's very cool to see how this world works outside of the main story. Uh, a solid 7-5 for this. But it's a six-issue series, so I'm very, very excited for what comes next. If you haven't checked out Lazarus, man... I think a lot of people would dig it, man. It's very different. It's very futuristic. You could see it being a movie or a FX show or a HBO series. So fucking easy. So easy and be so awesome. So, uh, Ladder 66. Now. It's the Blazing Defender Report. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Blazing Defender. 
I'll tell you what I'm going with. It was a very, it was very, very close between uh, Thor 21 and Jokes and Riddles. I'm going to go Batman 27, pick of the week, the origin of fucking Kite Man. Just because it was the origin of Kite Man. And it was interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, I really, really liked it, guys. I thought it was awesome. So, yeah. But don't get me wrong. X-Men was good. Mighty Thor 21 was good as far as the story goes. I really, 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 really liked it. Um, ah, man, I, I want to give War Thor pick of the week, too. I tell you what, it's my fucking show. I do what I want to do. Cold picks of the week, goddammit. Cold pick of the week, Mighty Thor 21, Batman 27. Check them both out. I don't think you'll be disappointed in either one. Uh, with that guys, that's the show an hour and four minutes. I try to keep it at an hour. Always. I know I went over, got a little excited with all this, the, the San Diego comic con news. Please go to collectorzone.com. Please check that shit out. Um, if you want more, go to collector zone cantina. Please check me out. Blazing You'll find a lot of my shows on the website. The website looks very, very clean. You're going to love it. Go to CollectorZone.com. There's also, you can find me there on their banner. It's very, very cool. Be looking at the Facebook page as well before for the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Red She-Hulk giveaway, guys. I'm going, me and CollectorZone are going to give you shit just for fucking listening. Hey, and if you really find something on CollectorZone you want, but you're like, man, I wish I could save some money on it, hit me up, brother. Hit me up, and I'm going to give you an exclusive code where you can go and save 15% on your collector's own purchase. Okay? I will. You help me, I will help you. All you have to do is subscribe to the iTunes show, which if you haven't, man, please check that out. You're going to dig it. It's a lot of the same, but some cooler shit, some bells and whistles. Um, I think you're going to dig it. Please hit me up. Please tell me what you thought about the show. Please tell me what you're reading Tell me if you liked my picks of the week. I've already had some people tell me. That, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, that is like one of the greatest things that can happen to me is somebody text me or send me a message or a tweet and say, hey, man, I checked out Fuck Fairyland. You were right, dude. That shit was fucking awesome. Man. And that, that just, that dude, that warms me up like nothing else. So, please tell me what you thought about the show. Please tell me what you're reading. All that jazz. Guys, if you made it this far, your fucking family. I want to thank all the Facebook fucking livers for being in the in the the my fucking box of emotion right here. My little rectangle box of emotion. Thank you so much. I want to thank my iTunes listeners. Please leave a review. Five-star review. If you thought I was five-star, I don't give a shit. Four-star review. I'll take four. I'm a four-star kind of guy, man. Four-star hotels, four-star uh, beverages. I, I'm good with that. Shit, four-star is good for a guy like me. But uh, five-star would be better. That would be awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And for that, I'm out. Peace.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.